Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hello, I'm Christopher Yule, and welcome back to the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Today, we have our friend David Lero back on the phone. He is the VP and Head Options Strategist at the ROC Investment Group based out of Kansas. David, hey, thanks for coming back on the show today. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Thanks for having me, Chris. Oh, man, I'm so excited to have you back. The first time we had David on the line, we talked about implied volatility rank. And today we've got David back again. And today we're going to be talking about how implied volatility percentile and implied volatility rank, they're not the same thing. And trust me, this is uh, this is really interesting. I didn't know that. I thought they were the same thing. So I'm really excited and interested to hear more about this from David. So, David, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you. So, when I wrote the article, the first one, about implied volatility rank, um, I was hopeful that a person who had never heard of it before was going to go out in the world and do their own research. And well, I know from the past doing my own research that a multitude of people out there will use the two terms interchangeably. Well, they're simply not the same. Um, and in fact, uh, to illustrate this, I actually thought about just drawing a little the hand-drawn crude little graphic, they would oftentimes use the two terms interchangeably, and they simply aren't. Um, so implied volatility percentile tells us the amount of time over the last 52 weeks that implied volatility has been lower than its current level. So if you're looking at, say, SP, just SPY, XYZ, it doesn't really matter, you're looking at an equity who has an uh, an IVP of 65%, that means that 65% of the time, its implied volatility is below its current level over the past 52 weeks. Now, if you get a couple of big spikes in implied volatility and you establish this massive range, and the rest of the time, IV is so low, you've got such a narrow, small range, a small increase in implied volatility can put it above that very weak range that it established but since you had two or three massive spikes you can still be very low in the overall range that you've established so you can have an iv percentile of say 60 percent but an ivr of maybe 25 percent because you're only 25 percent up that massive range that you established with those giant spikes the implied volatility rank gives us really good context around implied volatility, whereas IVP does not. And IVR is a much greater tool to give us an expectation of the inflation, the overinflation of premium. Uh, a higher IVR lets us know that we can expect to get paid more for those strikes. Um, a high IVP simply doesn't necessarily mean that. Hmm. Interesting. So, so let's talk about real quick what implied volatility is, just to recap that for the audience. Sure. So implied volatility is expected uh, price movement. Um, now, of course, as we know, we can have price movement either up or down. 
implied is what the market's expecting. Um, and it's not movement itself, but it's also the velocity of the movement. How fast is the price going to tank or how fast is the price going to skyrocket? Hmm. Um, so the faster it moves, the greater it moves in one direction, the more you're going to see that volatility increase, especially to the downside. Interesting. Okay. So, so implied volatility is based on an expectation of future moves. That's correct. Based on the current moves that we have today. Is that right? That's correct. I'm, I'm working through this here. I'm <laughs> trying to be trying to be like one of the audience members. Okay, so so the implied volatility gives us an idea of what's going to happen. Well, maybe not what is going to happen, but an idea of the future. And so the implied volatility percentile is is what again it's it's the top of the range the so the implied volatility percentile is the amount of time over the last 52 weeks in this case that volatility has spent below its current level implied volatility percentile is the amount of time that the volatility has spent where it currently is now so if it's got a current implied volatility percentile of 65, then that means over the last 52 weeks, 65% of the time, its implied volatility is below its current level. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And so how is that different than rank? Like if we had, if we had the two side by side, I'm trying to still wrap my brain around the difference in the rank versus mm -hmm. the difference in the percentile. Okay. That, that, like I said, I thought they were the, the one in the same. So I'm just trying to get an idea of of where they do differentiate. Implied volatility rank tells us where in its established range it is now. Um, so if you've had a couple of massive spikes, if if your low has been, say, an IV of 9, but mm -hmm. your high, you've spiked up to, say, 85. Mm -hmm. But if you've spent a lot of time, if the majority of your time in IV has been spent, say, between 9 and 14, and you get up to that 14 level, you can have a very high implied volatility percentile, but you're still very far away okay. from okay. established of 85. So you're still very low in, in IVR, but you've got a pretty high IVP. Okay. Now, now it's starting to click. Okay. So... So our, our implied volatility today is going to, let's say it's at zero. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess zero is a bad choice. Let's say our implied volatility rank is at 10. Okay. And most of the time it stays between 10 and 2. So mm -hmm. that's our, our percentile area uh, between 10 and 2. But at 100, that would be the top of that the implied volatility range. And so because we stay mostly between 10 and 2, anything greater than 10 would mean a much higher implied volatility rank. Am I saying that right? Percentile. Percentile. Okay. So, okay. Uh, let's use the numbers you just gave. T uh, 2, 10, and 100. Okay. You spend most of your time bouncing back and forth between 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is looking backwards over the last 52 weeks. Um, so, over the last 52 weeks, you've spent most of your time bouncing back and forth between 10 and 2. At some point in there, something happened to drive and get that, that spike clear up to 100. Mm -hmm. 
that volatility evaporated and we're back down to that 10 and 2 range and we get up to 10. Well, now we're very high up in the implied volatility percentile because a lot of time, or let's say it goes up to 12. And now a lot of that 10 and 2 falls below that level of 12. Mm -hmm. So now you've got a very high implied volatility percentile. But uh, I'd have to do the math real quick to know, again, you take that 100, subtract the 2, that gives you a range of 98. 12 is uh, not very high up when you're going all the way up to 100. No, no. Okay, okay. So I'm starting to get it now. So our implied volatility percentile is more of a, a, a frequency over time, whereas the implied volatility rank is a frequency distribution from top to bottom. Can I say that right? Um, I think so. Okay, because we um, spend a lot of time between 10 and 2. But mm -hmm. anytime we get outside of 10, um, that goes a high percentile. That's correct. But if we go up to 15, that's not high in the implied volatility rank. Because at some point, we've had a high implied volatility spike. Yeah, we had, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm starting to get it now. So, yeah, so, we, we, so we, the we, way I'm thinking of it, it's, it's, they're not the same. You're, no. you're, you're correct. So let's say that this is our implied volatility percentile. Most of the time, we're between 10 and 2, up and down here. Mm -hmm. But at one point, we had a spike up to 100. Yes. Now, because we spend most of the time in this range... We don't actually see the spike up to 100, except on a very rare occasion. Mm -hmm. So our implied volatility percentile is going to hang out mostly in here. Anytime it gets out here, up to the top of this range, we have a huge implied volatility percentile. Okay, I got it. I think I understand now. In writing the article, going back and, and reading the articles that I wrote, um, it's pretty heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it might be difficult to kind of wrap your head around it. And like I said, I think uh, putting out a little graphic here is, is really going to help uh, get it cemented in your mind. Okay, so David, tell us uh, between implied volatility rank and implied volatility percentile. Do you have any practical applications? Maybe, maybe not necessarily with stocks, or maybe with um, any other example you can think of to help to help the readers and and the viewers uh, understand um, the differences between the two. Let's say, for example, volume on a car. Let's say that most of the time you keep your volume between 10 and 2 on your knob, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where it stays most of the time. But on occasion, when you feel a little frisky, uh, you turn up to, to 20. You go that to now. Final tap. Yeah, go to 11, <laughs> right? Okay, so so you turn it on occasion up to, to 11, or in this case, 20. So most of the time, your percentile is between the 2 and the 10 on your, on your knob that you're dialing. But on occasion, you're going to roll that up all the way to 20, and that's going to be your spike in implied volatility. So that's going to determine your implied volatility rank amongst all the occurrences. But the majority of your time is spent between 10 and 2. And that determines your implied volatility percentile. Did I get it right? There you go. I feel, like, I feel strong on that one. <laughs> I feel like I got it yeah, on that time. You're grasping it. <laughs> uh, now, you need a broker that understands options trading in order to make trades like I make. Tastyworks is a broker platform that I use and I recommend. The platform's easy to use and their pricing is unbeatable. And with their commissions, trades like this would only cost $1 per leg total. Now, if you sign up for a new account with Tastyworks and use the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, I'll give you over $150 in exclusive 10-minute trader bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Remember to use the code 10MINUTE when signing up for your new Tastyworks account today. So let's take a look at this little graphic. Going off the numbers you have, 
the the it spends its time between 10 and 2 and we got a spike up of 100 well that gives us an a range of 98 well right now let's say it's currently sitting at an implied volatility of 12 that's going to give us a very high implied volatility percentile because where it's sitting at now as you can see looking back is above where it has spent the vast majority of its time so we might have an implied, an implied volatility percentile of say 70 percent but as you can see with these spikes back in time uh, clear up to 100 we're with an implied volatility of 12 and a high of 100 and a low of 2 we've got about a 12.25 percent ivr which is stark contrast to that roughly 70-75% IVP. And this is where some get very confused because they don't understand the difference between implied volatility percentile and implied volatility rank. Cool, yeah, and thanks for showing that to us. That, having that graphic there and then you walking through it really helped explain, explain it a lot more, a lot better, being able to have that, that uh, visual aspect to it. So thank you for that, David. Yes. Cool. So, um, you know, uh, this is something to keep in mind is that implied volatility has a lot to do with options pricing. But beyond that, implied volatility rank is going to tell you how expensive they are. And then beyond that, there's implied volatility percentile, which gives you an idea of how long things are staying within the range or how high they are within their, their normal range, I guess you could say. Uh, so, yeah, pretty deep concepts today by David. And I really appreciate that, actually. That's... Uh, that's what we're here for. It's how to trade stocks and options. It's not, this is Instagram where I'm going to make you $4 million today just by 12 calls. Trust me. Wink, wink. Yeah. No, we don't do that. We actually want to teach you. We want to, we want to help you learn to trade faster, trade smarter. Um, and this is the kind of deep stuff that I like to bring to the table here. And so David's going to be back. He's going to be doing more for the website, more articles. Uh, we've got a whole implied volatility section that is pretty much David's section so far. Uh, and he was talking about that he's going to get us some more, um, maybe even maybe even talking about some Greeks like Delta. That'd be awesome going into that. Uh, so, you know, I want to, you know, show David, uh, all the, uh, if you could please reach out and show David some appreciation on Instagram. I'm going to have his links below to make sure you can reach out to him there. Um, he's a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. And, <laughs> and uh, he, like me, we like to, uh, we like to talk about this kind of stuff. It's, it's it's fun and engaging when you can find somebody that uh, that can relate to you in these ways, right? Because I I'm sure you're like me, where you don't get an opportunity to uh, to talk about this kind of stuff with many people. So no, at, yeah. certainly not at this level, at, no. Everybody knows how to buy and sell, but um, when you get it, you know, at this level, when you get this deep into it with these, yeah, it's. Not a lot of people out there understand that. No, and and it's it's really complicated stuff, and it's not to deter you know the audience away that hey this is too complicated for me. No, that's not the case at all. In fact, we want to empower you, and that's why we're making these videos. Um, we want to be sure that you understand uh, what you're getting into, uh, not necessarily just on the risk, but there's also the reward aspect of it. We don't want you to be scared. We want you to be empowered. We want you to feel like you know how to take control of your money, and how to put that to work for you in the most efficient and hopefully least risk way possible. So I want to thank David for coming back on the program today. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to, uh, to know you and learn more about 
some of your passions, which align with mine. And, and man, it, it's really exciting when you can talk to, to somebody like that. So thank you for coming back on the show again today, David. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's been yeah. Fun. Absolutely, it has. And uh, thank you for watching and listening to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by TimAndHisStockTrader.com. I sincerely appreciate so much your time and attention. I, I, I can't express how much appreciation I have that I've actually been a part of your day. Uh, there was a point in time when, when no one knew who I was, and now I'm able to, to be in your earbuds today helping you learn how to trade. So for that, I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining me on today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I've been your host, Christopher Ewell, and thanks for stopping by. Our mission statement at 10minutesdoctor.com is to empower others to employ the strategic advantages of options trading and to provide confidence that they can profit in any market scenario. Please be sure to give me a like and a comment below and tell me how you can use this in your own portfolio. I have so much more content just like this over at 10minutestocktrader.com. There you'll find all the bullish, bearish, and neutral strategies I trade as well as everything I've traded in my portfolio over the last year. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. It really does mean the absolute world to me that I've become a part of your day. And like I always like to say, I've been your host, Christopher Ewell, and thanks for stopping by. Now that wraps up today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I've been your host, Christopher Ewell, and thanks for stopping by. 10minutesdoctor.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10minutesdoctor.com and Christopher Ewell, through his content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinutesDoctor.com and Chris Fuel are not in the business of transaction security trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client's situation or investment objectives. 10MinutesDoctor.com and Chris Fuel are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker dealer. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and any instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risk associated with the use of any financial security and brokerage platform. For more information, please visit 10MinutesDoctor.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.